Welcome to episode nine of Falling Off the Pedestal. I'm Nicole Callender. All right, so obviously on week nine, you can see that I still have not fixed the soundtrack for this podcast. Ugh, sorry. I guess if I, you know, I'm not going to be remembered for my still social justice fights and causes, I can be remembered for the girl with the podcast with the really bad soundtrack. I promise that I will get that fixed and figured out. I just... I just haven't had time to be honest. And here it is Monday night again. And I'm once again recording this podcast um, when I wish I had done it on the weekend. So I promise I'll get it fixed. Actually, I have to thank my friend, Brian Loader. I'm going to give you a shout out because I know you listen. And I'm first of all, I'm grateful that you're like one of my only fans. But honestly, he gives me such amazing um, feedback and advice on how to, um, you know, to fix my 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 podcast and the sound and stuff he is he owns a uh, dj company um oh my goodness brian you're going to, to hate me because i don't even know what your company's called i'm going to see if i can like totally look it up i just i just know that if i needed any D- dj i can just message him personally um okay i'm going to continue on but i'm going to look that up but i just wanted to tell him that i am extremely Look at him. We're gonna look it up right here. He owns Music Mania. Oh my goodness, I knew that. Music Mania DJ Services. So if you need a DJ, he's the guy. Music Mania DJ Services. So shout out to Brian. Thank you for all your advice and your help. Um, honestly, I I have it all stored. I just need to find time to actually look up the stuff that you've recommended. So that's on my list, and hopefully I can fix my music. So how's everybody doing? Um, I feel like it once again, it's been one of those weeks of, you know, social injustices and, you know, some sadness, which I'll talk about shortly because I feel like they're important to talk about. But I have a, I have a, I'm too old for this shit segment again. Um, Alex, who, aka Grumpy Scottish Husband. So Grumpy Scottish Husband got a new car. I'm really happy for him. Um, we have two minivans. And the one minivan is like 12 years old. We've got our money's worth out of that. We name our cars after Julius Caesar characters. So it started off with my very first um, car. I called Julius. My car was Julius. And then I traded in that car and I got an SUV. And the SUV kind of looked like Brutus Bulldog. That's what it reminded me of. So I called it Brutus. But then I realized that Brutus killed Julius and Julius Caesar you know, a T Brute. And then, excuse me. And then on my car, Brutus replaced Julius. So from that moment on, we call all our cars um, after Julius Caesar characters. I know weird, but that's what we do. So Flavius is the, was Alex's van and Carpurnia is my van. And we've now traded in Flavius. Flavius had to go. It was on, it was on his last legs. So Alex got a new car. 
But the funny thing is, is that Alex is not a minivan guy. Like he wanted this car truck. He just needed something to get him to work. Like he doesn't need anything big. So we downsized to a car, but I love my minivan. He wanted to trade my minivan in for like this big SUV. And I'm like, you just back away from my minivan. I think I don't mind them. I mean, it's not my, my minivan has all the luxuries in it. It has like all the gadgets and whistles. It has a sunroof so I can crank the sunroof open and play my awesome 90s tunes as I'm driving down the road like a cool mom. Okay, I'm not, but I feel like I'm cool. So anyways, I just like the room of it. I like that I fit my groceries nicely in the back. I feel like I have all kinds of room. I can transport things. If I need to pick up dry wood, it fits in the van. Okay, I've never picked up dry wood, but if I needed to, it would fit in my van. The kids can fit. And you know what even best is that there's so many rows in the van that if my kids are like killing each other, I just throw one of them in the back. Get your ass in the back seat. Then you know what? Nobody can hurt each other. So I just love my minivan. Um, and then it made me realize that I am old. I'm officially middle-aged. Um, and it was a perfect thing to talk about on my segment of I'm too old for this. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah. So that's what Alex got. He got his new car. He's picking it up sometime this week. So I'm very excited for him. Um, he deserves some good things. What else has happened this week? Um, oh, so Walter Gretzky passed away. I, you know, being from Brantford, Walter Gretzky lived in Brantford. He was a huge community guy. So I know that everybody, even if you don't live in Brantford, knows who Walter Gretzky is. He was the father of Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player. But he honestly... What, what what makes me so impressed with him is that he's not even leaving a legacy of being Wayne Gretzky's dad. He has leaving his own legacy of all the good things he did for our community and for hockey. And, um, you know, I've, I've been to many events that had Walter Gretzky at it. He was a huge supporter of the special needs community. I'm not even sure if people know that. I know that people know he's like the hockey dad. He was always seen at the arena. He was always seen around, you know, um, had hockey tournaments and stuff and golf tournaments, but um, I believe he had a sister that had Down syndrome and he was so supportive and he was always getting Wayne Gretzky to sign stuff and donate stuff to the special needs causes and events. He was a huge supporter of the CNIB, um, all the programs, special needs programming in Bradford. So anyways, I, I ran into him a lot. Like I saw him at a lot of events, but I think my most famous, um, my most famous, my most favorite memory of Walter Gretzky was being at Walmart and I was paying for my groceries and behind me, uh, a man started singing and it just, it was such, so nice. Everybody just stopped what they were doing and he just made everybody smile. And you know what? He was just singing to us. He was just so happy. He was always happy. I never saw him not happy. He was just, he was just a very, he was just, he was sun, he was just a bright light in our community. And that light was diminished this week. And I was generally really sad to see and hear of his passing. Um, I know the entire city of Brantford, I couldn't even look on social media without seeing memory after memory. Everybody has a memory with Walter Gretzky. That's the legacy. If you can pass on and every single human being in a city has a great story about you and how you brighten their days, you know what, then you've lived life because that's the way to go is that people remember a story of the time you did this and cheered them up or the time you did this and supported them or the time you did this and, you know, they made you smile. So 
Um, Brantford, I know a lot of the, the town, we all put hockey sticks out on our porches and there's, you drive through the city, there's a lot of hockey sticks on the, the main thoroughway and that. So it was a nice tribute to him. And I hope that after COVID, the city can do something more to celebrate his life because we, we lost a true hero this week. And, you know, I'm Walter Gretzky. I just, you know, I, anyways, thank you for everything that you did for the special needs community, for promoting inclusion and acceptance, for the hockey world and all the sports and, you know, encouraging all the young athletes. He, you know, your legacy will live on. So that's, that was sad this week was to see him go. Um, what else? Oh, I guess, I guess I have to talk about, I'm, I, I don't have to, but I feel the need to talk about the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle interview last night. You know, I, I get that there's, there's one thing about airing your dirty laundry on TV, right? Like he said, she said, they did, they did. But you know what? I, I didn't think that. I mean, I love the royal family. Don't get me wrong. I love the royal family because I think I just love the pageantry of them, right? I just I love, I just love the, I don't know. I don't even know what I love about them. I just, I just love the royal family, but I don't love the drama of like, oh, you know what? He divorced her to marry her or, you know what? He married an actress. All that, like that stuff I could care less about. I just love the, I think it's just the pageantry in the, in the the symbolism of the royal family but what i found alarming was how people picked and chose um who they can be kind and respectful to right that it's okay to bully people if they're rich and famous and i think that's why the interview last night really impressed me because i saw two people who were standing up and speaking up against racism and bullying so no matter what the issues were, I've seen the the the, ta- the tabloids, I've seen the newspapers, and even more astonishing was I saw the comments that people made on social media under these news headlines and stuff, and they were disgusting, right? They, these comments were deplorable, and apparently the richer you are, the less respect, privacy, and kindness you deserve, and that's wrong. I can't imagine if my entire life was you know, twisted and defamed in the way that celebrities are, right? Their lives are twisted, mocked, defamed daily on front pages of every newspaper and magazine. And I 100% believe that if you constantly have your character bashed the way Meghan Markle's character is constantly bashed, and then to see the way people react to this, like they support this, they tolerate this kind of, you know, behavior from the press, or they believe this stuff and then they, they they bash your character. They don't even know you, right? Like you're just a celebrity. They only know what they're, they're reading and see in the papers, right? And yet people feel the need that they can bash you as well because you're public. You are, you married a prince. This is the life that you chose. But that's not true. She chose to marry a prince that she loved and to be a princess. And to be a princess in my book, or a duchess in her case, is to leave a life of service, right? To advocate for marginalized people, to have a role um, in certain businesses, or to live a life of charity, basically, right? But to live a life of charity and, and to live in that role does not give people permission 
to bully and bash your character. So, you know, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't the biggest Megan fan. And it wasn't because, you know, I don't even know the reasons. I think I was just more indifferent to her. But it just amazed me that the entire world were so angry at the press for how Diana was treated. Remember when Diana died? Everybody was like, the press killed her. Nobody could leave her alone. You know, shame on the press. You know, they all cried when Diana died. But yet, the same treatment of Megan. Markle, and that's okay, right? And I see the insults. You know, I I I read all these insults on all these um, news headlines today on a lot of the British papers, and um, it just it, the, the one of the one of the comments was that she was a two bit actress, but that she deserved an Oscar for last night's performance. So you're telling you're saying that she's a, a, a crappy actress, but then she was so good that she deserved an Oscar. Right? Because that's not the way they are. Like, anger, hate is such an ugly, ugly, ugly feeling, right? So, anyways, I have a whole new level of respect after that interview. I Bullying is not okay, right? Speaking out and standing up for yourself does not mean that you don't deserve privacy and that you can't ask for privacy, right? <coughs> Sorry, guys. My throat is really dry today. You know, um, it just it goes to show me that racism and suicide is tolerated. In our unjust world, if you're rich and famous, but yet racism and suicide is a national outcry, the poorer you are. And, you know, people decide that they they can pick and choose when racism is okay and when, you know, mental health, you know, is important or it's stigmatized or when it doesn't pertain to certain people. Well, here's the thing. Mental health does not discriminate due to people's wealth, Right. No matter how rich or poor or famous or unfamous, mental health affects everybody. And I would, I'm surprised more wealthy people don't have mental health crises, like, you know, Megan Markle described, because if I had my character bashed every day and I could see that, I would definitely have no self-esteem left. I mean, just last week, we were talking about Pink Shirt Day, right? How we all have these bullying stories about as a kid and how it affected our lives and how it changed us and how... You know, being bullied really took a, a, a destroyed our self-esteem and stuff. But yet, we're destroying their self-esteem, and we feel like because they're rich, that they're they're fine. They don't they don't you know they're not human. They don't feel right. So, <coughs> sorry, I don't mean to keep coughing. I feel like I should have brought a glass of water down when I did this, but I didn't. Um, I think that it took a lot of courage and strength for them to speak up against those who are using silence to support bullying and racism. Um, I think that they spoke up against powerful institutions, not just the royal family. I mean, they obviously spoke up against the royal family, but they also spoke up against the press, and that's a big institution in itself in Britain. So I take a lot of strength and courage, and I have a lot of respect for that. Nobody deserves asylum against bigotry, racism, discrimination, exclusion, bullying, and inequality. The press doesn't deserve that, and not even the royal family, right? Nobody, nobody should be able to to act that way, right? Nobody should be able to to use the racist card or, you know, to bully just because of who they are. Anyways, that's just my two cents. I was honestly, I I was appalled. I was appalled at the way they've been treated. Um, and I have a lot more respect for them, especially Harry, Prince Harry. I've always had a lot of respect for Prince Harry because, you know, 
even on my own like social media, people were like diminishing his role in the army that, oh, he had a cushy position because he's royalty. I'm telling you, as somebody that trained for the military, even though I sucked as a soldier, I still did that training and I have lots of friends in the military. I have friends that actually participated in the Invictus Games that Prince Harry started, right? He he chaired those Invictus Games. And I seen the difference those Invictus Games did for my friends who are suffering PTSD because they fought in Afghanistan, right? And yeah, I to diminish somebody who fought for our country, or not maybe our country, but their country, and fought in a war that did the training. You know what? He could have had a cushy job, but he fought to do the front lines, right? He didn't want the cushy job. So anyways, I was just really appalled. I'm really appalled at how the world picks and chooses. Like they draw this, this line in the sand of when it's okay to be unkind and disrespectful and bullying and, and racist. And then if you're on this side of the sand, that's okay. You know what? Then we're not going to tolerate it. And we're going to, to lend that voice. Anyways, that's, I was, I, that's my two cents on that. I was really disappointed on how the world reacted to their interview and how the world, just the comments that were being made. It wasn't even just about what they were saying. It was the racist, the undertones, the um, implicit bias that, that was heard in a lot of the comments. So there's that. And the most, the irony of this is that it's International Women's Day, right? So we're supposed to be supporting and raising up strong women today we are supposed to be fighting for gender inequality and yet Meghan Markle who has advocated for women's rights and has done a lot of her own advocacy she's one of those women in the world that we should actually be supporting and raising up and and shining a light on today and instead we're shaming and judging her so you know on one hand we're like oh yes let's let's shine this light on all these women right who are making a difference in the world. But at the same time, we're going to shame and judge somebody who has a strong voice and who stood up and spoke up against injustices, right? No, the world doesn't work like that. The world, well, the world does work like that. And that's the sad part. That's what we need to change, right? But that's not how it should work. We should, we should be holding everybody up to the same standard, no matter what position they hold in life, no matter how powerful they are. Everybody should be held up to the same standard. So there's that. Um, oh, it's been a year, I guess. I guess that the, I don't even know if I've talked about this yet. Um, you know what? I don't even know what I've talked about. So I've, I was, I'm so enraged by all this like racism stuff. And uh, you know what? I'm looking at my, my thoughts here, trying to figure out what, well, you know what? Like I said, it, it well, it's been a year, a year ago that the pandemic was called. So I've literally been in isolation for the next Saturday. It'll be 365 days with my children. And, you know, it hasn't been that bad. I Honestly, I'm a little worried about how I'm going to handle <laughs> the real world once it opens up again. I'm not sure I'm going to. Um, it's weird. Like, I'm so I feel like I've, I've hibernated into this cave. And I'm kind of a little worried to get out of the cave, but it's nice to see the light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, people are getting vaccinated. Even, you know, advocates have raised their voices and they were heard. So now individuals with special needs are on the phase two. So we're coming up. 
no. Like I'm in that list. I fell in that list too because of a bunch of criteria. So that's exciting that, you know, the vaccinations on the horizon. And I've been very, like I said, I've been very crazy busy with a lot of projects. I think businesses are starting to understand that, you know, this online platforms available. Um, we, we can utilize this. So people are starting to think outside the box now. And now I feel like the world is starting to get a little bit back to normal, even though it's not like I'm, I feel like I'm part of a lot of work projects and a lot of, you know, my, my nonprofit has these, um, projects going on now and the kids are still distant learning. So there's all those expectations. And I feel like I'm just crazy busy with projects trying to, you know, utilize the, the new way the world is, is run now, I guess. And it's nice to see that the world is moving forward and we're starting to find a little bit of normal again, but in a different way, if that makes sense. Um, so I feel like I'm really busy, even though I'm still not leaving my house. <laughs> and it hasn't been that bad. Like I said, I feel like the kids have, I mean, yes, I'm I'm sad for them that they've missed their friends at school. And I think they would probably work harder for a teacher and they would not talk to a teacher the way they talk to me. But I also understand that I'm also wearing many hats to them. They don't want me to be mom, teacher, house cleaner. And they want me just to be mom. And I think I would have had a heart. If I remember, like... Like I re I recited like my story from when my dad taught me multiplication. I can't imagine if my parents were my teachers for an entire school year. I'm not sure I would have survived that. So I'm really impressed with my kids and how they adapted and how, you know, they're handling online school and me being their teacher. I feel like um, we've adapted really well in, in our house anyways. I feel like I'm also privileged that I can do the things that I've been able to do and keep us all safe together and, and have that opportunity. So anyway, it's just, I guess I'm going on about it, but it's just hard to believe it's been a year. Like it's hard to believe that a year ago today, we had no idea what was going to happen in a week. We were all living our lives. In fact, a year ago today, I was out celebrating with my friends and family because Alex just became a Canadian citizen a year ago today. So Congratulations, grumpy Scottish husband. I guess you're the grumpy Scottish Canadian now because it's been a year since you've become a Canadian. Um, but that's what we were doing a year ago. And I remember we were actually probably even joking about COVID because COVID seems so far away from us. It was like the other side of the world, right? And as sad as it was, it wasn't, wasn't affecting us here on our side of the world. And who knew? Like, we had no idea that it was going to, to change the way it did. And well, Anyways, I just, it's been a year of uncertainty and, and definitely a lot of um, whew, change and, and adaptability, I guess. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what I'm saying a year from now and to see what the world looks like a year from now after the vaccine, vaccines have been done and when the world starts opening up back to normal and stuff. Anyways, that is that. I guess I'll just go into the, the Kindness Act. I think for the Kindness Act, because it's International Women's Day, I'm going to ask you guys to pick somebody that inspires you in your life, right? Pick somebody. I mean, a woman would be a, would be a deal because it's International Women's Day, and I feel like we should be um, boosting women and showcasing women. We Women have come a long way, obviously, in the last even... 40 years, let alone a hundred years. We are, we have women astronauts. Now we have women physicians. We have, um, women who have created change. We've had, you know, even 
advocates that have created a lot of change that are women. Women are, are women have done incredible things, right? Um, but we still have a long way to go. We still have a long way to go for um, equality, whether it come with wages, job positions, expectations, um, opportunities. So I would say pick a woman, but if you don't know an inspiring woman, then that's kind of sad. But if you don't pick anybody, let that inspiring person know that you can hear them. You see them, you're listening and that you stand with them because, you know, a lot of us who are advocating and who are trying to create change, we, sometimes we feel like nobody hears us, right? That nobody, nobody wants to be supportive or nobody wants to, it's just very discouraging sometimes in our world. So I find that when somebody says, you know what, Nicole, I find you inspiring or, you know what, I feel like I, I hear you, I'm listening. I did this, or I, you know, when you, when you mentioned this, or you, you raised an awareness of this, I found myself doing this. Like, I feel like it's a ripple effect sometimes. Right. But I find it very validating. It's not that, you know, you need my head boosted or, you know, I, I need the attention. It's the fact that I just need to know people are listening and they're inspired. So if I feel like that, I feel like there's other people in the world that also need to be validated. And they also need to be told that they're inspiring and that people are hearing them, people are listening to them, and people are standing with them. So find that person and tell them. Validate them and tell them that you're standing with them and that you support them. All right? That's what the Kindness Act is for this week. All right. So I guess that's it. That's another week in the in the books. Um, guys, take care of each other, be kind to each other, support each other, and above all, virtual hugs and love to all of you. And now I think it's time for another really bad soundtrack because I don't know how to fix that, but I like my music. I like my soundtrack music so much. I'm still going to play it, even though it sounds pretty bad. All right, guys, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.